Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watch Dogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast. We are back for another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. It is a beautiful, sunny day here in Atlanta, Georgia. We are uh, enjoying the, the weather. I went outside, did some work outside, didn't even need to wear a jacket. I know there's probably some of our friends up in the northern part of the country that are have just tuned out and don't want to hear this, but <laughs> we are having a good time. We have a great show lined up for you today. Hopefully, we're going to get some uh, teachers uh, lined up to listen to us today. We've done some tweeting and some Instagramming and, and just getting the word out because we've got a, uh, a great show. We've got two really good guests that I'm looking forward to talking to coming up here in just a few minutes but first of all i am going to bring on my good friend and co-host mr chris dannenauer at the watchdogs mothership the national office out there in springdale arkansas you know we always start out with a weather report so what's your weather like chris keith it is you know 48 degrees uh the sun is playing hide and seek or peekaboo you know uh those with toddlers know that very well and, and little oh, yeah. ones uh, so the sun will shine and then it will hide for like 30 minutes, shine well, for like 20, then hide. So it's, uh, depending on when you go outside, you may or may not need a jacket, uh, you know, depending <laughs> on how you're, how you're dressed here in, in, in Springdale. The weather has been so good here. I've been, you know, kind of looking at the trees, seeing if they're starting to uh, think about coming out to visit. I, I know it's probably it's too early, and if they did, they'd get frozen, and we'd have problems. But I've got spring fever like crazy. You know, once we get after uh, after the holidays and, and we're moving into the rest of the year, I start uh, getting ready for spring fever and getting getting out there. But uh, you know, this past weekend, I had a chance, and I had posted on. Uh, Facebook on my personal Facebook, and if you're a SEC fan, I apologize for uh, some of the comments I've made. But I've uh, I've been waiting a long time to make some of the comments. <laughs> but I will say, uh, getting back away from that a minute, uh, you know, I took Anna and we went out and did some geocaching uh, over the weekend. Had a great time. I don't know, Chris, have you ever done that? I, I'd, I'd like to do a, a show on geocaching one day. It's a lot of fun. No, we just we just shoot BB guns and uh, you know paintball guns and uh, <laughs> whatever else uh, you know pellet guns at our house with uh, with our it, boys and you know so uh, exactly. no, no geocaching yet. Well, if you're not for, if you're listening and you're not familiar with what geocaching is, look it up at uh, geocaching.com. It's basically a worldwide treasure hunt with over two and a half million uh, caches that have been. Uh, hidden away. Most of them, you just uh, have the satisfaction of finding them. You sign a little piece of paper that says you were there and you log it in. But it's a lot of fun and it is a great, uh, in, in our case, it's a great father-daughter experience. I mean, we had a lot of fun. We You have to find these things by way of GPS. It's a uh, um, it, it's just a, a lot of fun and I'm enjoying doing it. You know, we're traveling uh, around to different track meets now uh, because my older daughter is uh in the indoor track season uh we just were we were up in uh, johnson city tennessee and getting ready to go down to the swamp we're going to be at the university of florida this weekend so looking forward to see her uh you know run fast jump long all that kind of stuff 
So, well, why are you speaking of SEC if you're making your your uh, round going to SEC schools? You know, you go to the track and field at, at the swamp, and you know Tennessee and Arkansas whenever you're up here. And exactly. You know, uh, well, you know we do yeah. that, Chris. I when whenever I uh, we travel and Gracie is with me, we go to especially if it's a Division One school. You know, we go to that school. And uh, and she runs a hundred on the track. Now it's not you know anything that can be timed. I mean, when we were in Austin, she did it in cowboy boots uh, down at the University of Texas. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun, and then we pick her up a uh, you know track at University of whatever track and field T-shirt. So we're having a lot of fun there. I hope we got her uh, you know mindset of of the future and uh, and hopefully heading in the right direction. So anyway, we're having having a lot of fun. So I uh, got a chance to see uh, East Tennessee State University um, this past weekend. Beautiful campus, uh, great people up there. Um, didn't do quite as well as we had hoped, but uh, but she did very, uh, very well. And for, you know, for a freshman in high school, she's she's competing pretty well. So, well, uh, before our time gets away from us, uh, let's uh, let's get to our first guest, Chris. You want to tell us a little bit about uh, who our first guest is? Sure. Our first guest is Sally Pence, and Keith, she's a family resource coordinator uh, there in the Jefferson County Public Schools, and one of her uh, specific schools is Kenwood Elementary, and so uh, Sally not only serves as a family resource coordinator, but also as probably as the as the watchdog school rep and maybe even the top dog <laughs> coordinator. So Sally, tell us, uh, tell us how you heard about watchdogs. Well, I heard about Watchdogs about four years ago at a conference for Family Resource and Youth Service Center coordinators, um, which are other folks across the state of Kentucky that do the same job that I do. And uh, you all came to one of our conferences and made a fabulous presentation, and I was looking for a way to get more parental involvement at my school, and so I came back and was very excited about it. My principal jumped on board and so uh, this is now my fourth year with Watchdogs at my school. Oh, fantastic. Do you recall if that was Eric or Keith that presented? It was Eric. Eric. So he he's, what, seven foot three with dreadlocks past his shoulders? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well no. tell us, so uh, if you heard about Watchdogs, tell us about what your role is. Are you the school rep and the top well, dog? I'm, or? I'm, I'm the school rep. And right as of this moment, I'm the top dog because I haven't been able to recruit a good top dog. Um, I had one that was going to do it, and then his family ended up moving in uh, with a job relocation, and so um, I have not been able to replace him this year. Um, So this is actually my first year serving as the top dog um, because I've had a really good team of dads um, over the last three years that have been able to – to take it over and, and pretty much run it. So, well, you um, know how we suggest you uh, you fill that position, right? You don't you don't go to a meeting and ask for volunteers because the oh no, I call the only <laughs> Exactly, yeah. When you when you see that guy coming in and he scheduled himself, you know, two, three, four times, you know, hey, you know what? You might be a good fit. <laughs> right, and that's what I've done in the past. It's just that this year the ones that I have approached that way have have run and hid. So um, <laughs> they know um, you're coming. <laughs> that's right. Well, and I think they know they have big shoes to fill because the mm. I, the two dads that have done it the last three years, um, their kids that are now off in middle school, and um, uh, they saw all of the wonderful things that those two dads were doing here, and so I think it's scared them off a little. 
Exactly. And, and that's the thing is, you know, and, until you're actually doing it, you don't realize how easy it is. Now, I will admit to you, I kind of dropped the ball on uh, on a scheduling thing today, and I've got to call a guy and apologize. Um, but, you know, when you when you have your schedule set up and you're using the either the um, the sign up calendar or volunteer spot, which is you know what we suggest that people use. It, it's pretty easy, and uh, and Sally, I don't know if you know this, but I I'm also top dog coordinator at two different schools, um, as well as what I do as national coordinator. But it only takes me about maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour a week, uh, getting that schedule together. And uh, you know, once you have all of your um, your um, your protocol, not protocols, but you know, every, once you have everything in place, all you do is put the pieces together and. Uh, that's what makes it, you know, it, it's so easy. And then for a school, you know, like in your case where you've got somebody that, that you are on staff there, it's part of your job, it makes it even more easy because if you have a question, you can just, you know, pick up the phone or walk down the hall and ask a question if a teacher can use a watchdog now or if they have a special project going or something like that. So right. it's, uh, it's great to hear. Now, you're in uh, Jefferson County, uh, which is Louisville, Kentucky, right? Correct. And uh, we have, and for those of you who haven't been, you know, watching uh, how Watch Dogs is being developed, but uh, I will tell you that you have some absolutely awesome people in the Louisville, Kentucky area. I had a chance to visit up there about two months ago, three months ago now, um, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But just the dedication that I've seen from those parent engagement coordinators there, and then to have them turn around and almost 40 of them came down here to Atlanta for the uh, the National PTA Watchdogs Male Engagement Conference. It's just I want to compliment you and the, and the folks in the Jefferson County School System for doing mm-hmm. an amazing, amazing job, and we appreciate it. Well, we're really excited about the program and what it's done for our school system as well as each of the individual schools um, mm-hmm. because we really are seeing some really wonderful parental involvement as a result of the program. Okay, so tell me, uh, as a if I were to sign up as a watchdog, and I'm going to show up at at whatever time in the morning at Kenwood Elementary, what's my day going to look like? It's one day a year that I've taken off from work. I don't know what to expect. I don't even know what to wear. What am What am I going to see when I show up at seven o'clock or or whatever in the morning at Kenwood Elementary? Well, you don't have to come at seven. That's the good news. Um, <laughs> okay. Our Our day starts at nine o five. And I ask our watchdogs to try to come around 8.30, which is when we open the doors for students to come into the building. And if I have just watched one watchdog on site that day, I will have that watchdog start off in our cafeteria where we're serving breakfast. We are what's called a community-eligible school, which is a federal grant. And all of our students in our school get free breakfast and free lunch. And so our breakfast room gets really crazy and hectic in the mornings, and it's really nice to have a watchdog in there who can help us keep the lines moving and talk to the kids while they're waiting in line to get their breakfast and then to help them um, eat and clear out a spot so somebody else can sit. Okay. Um, so, so the watchdogs are in there from 8.30 until about 9, um, helping with breakfast. Then we do our morning announcements, and we announce who our watchdog is for the day. And then the watchdog and their child will have a photograph made, which I will then print off and hang on our bulletin board so that by lunchtime it's up and they can see it when when uh, their child comes to lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the first class that they go to is actually their own child's class. 
Okay, um, and then we, we're kind of running out of time here. So they they go to how many classes during uh, the they day? They go to four. They go to four or sometimes five classes during the day. Okay. Um, but typically four. Then they do um, checks around the building and the grounds, and then they get to help out in the cafeteria during the entire lunch period. That's awesome. And then and then the most important thing they get to help the teachers. Say goodbye at the end of the day and do those right. high and fives. Right, and at the end of the day, the they're at the end of the day they're either in the hallway or out on the loading dock where we're loading buses. Awesome. Um, well, which is great. Sally, Sally Pence, Kenwood Elementary School in Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. Yes. Thanks, Sally. Okay. Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. What does a good coach do, and who gets the credit when the team has success? Here's Kerry Casey, CEO of the National Center for Fathering and author of Championship Fathering on Today's Father. Because I grew up playing football and other sports, I often use sports metaphors and concepts to make points about other aspects of life. That's part of the reason why the championship fathering fundamental of coaching is so powerful for me. I had the privilege of learning from some great men who coached me. And now that I'm in my 50s, it's amazing to think about the knowledge and life skills they were transferring to me and the other players all those years ago. I think about times when a coach pulled me over to the sideline, looked me in the eye, and spoke from the heart. He knew I could do better, and in the heat of competition, he wanted to send a clear message. I am not sure I always listened as well as I should have, but that's what coaches do. Usually their best years physically are behind them, so they're trying to transfer what they know so their players can succeed. They're dispensing years of experience and wisdom to the next generation. That's how I see myself when I'm coaching my children, from my teenage son to my adult kids and their spouses and even my grandkids. But, Dad, even though you are wise, there's another factor that comes into play. You have to be humble to coach your children. You have to be sensitive and listen to what they're saying first, and that takes humility. I know sometimes we dads get the feeling that what's happening is really all about us. You know, like, I'm the patriarch of the family. I know what's best, and here is what we need to do. But humility says, I want what's best for you, whether you listen to me or not, because it's not about me. It's less about who gets recognized and more about fulfilling a responsibility to the next generation. That's what I'm realizing more and more, the responsibility I have to my kids and their spouses, to my grandkids. It affects how I talk to them, how I touch them, and how I hold them, how intentional I am when I'm with them. Dad, I hope you're like that. Or... I hope you're striving to be. We have to constantly be thinking about the fact that we're transferring knowledge. We give it away, just as it was given to us. And we're leading our children toward character and their own personal responsibilities. That's what coaches do. This is Kerry Casey, 
for today's Father. To receive our email updates for dads, just visit fathers.com. We'd love to help you in your championship fathering journey. Again, that's fathers.com. Or you can call 800-593-DADS. Thanks for listening, Dad, and keep up the good work. Winks like he's Hoob. We're hanging with the guys from Watch Dogs Radio. Ruby likes Watch Dogs. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? This is Bobby Boucher. I wish I would have had a watchdog at my school and had a positive male role model in my life. Instead, at home, I had Steve. Uh-huh. Sign up to be a watchdog now and don't be a Steve. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're listening to Watchdogs Radio. Now, back to the show. All right, and we are back. Watchdogs Radio. This is episode number 122. We are live on January the 20th in the year of the Ohio State Buckeyes National Championship. I had to throw that out there. Uh, Yes, I am a Buckeye fan and uh, pretty happy this week, uh, by the way, but uh, I'm not going to rub it in Chris's face too much, so we'll leave that alone. Uh, Moving right along here, Chris, you with me or have you hung up on me? No, Keith, uh, that is fine. <laughs> it took you, I think, since the last time when Claret stole like two cars after the, uh, <laughs> the victory over Miami or whatever it was. So it is just fine, my friend. Okay. Well, uh, it, well, it been, is all good. Been having some fun. Been having some That's, fun. It's tough being a Buckeye fan in the South, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, been waiting a long time for it, and uh, and I'm going to look forward to the next uh, several years. So uh, with that being said. <laughs> We have a special guest uh, coming on with us today. Now, those of us who are around schools, work around schools, have been uh, volunteering at schools, know that two things that a principal doesn't not have a abundance of, and that is time and money. And uh, you have to budget those things very carefully. And one of the things that uh, we are going to have a chance to talk about today is money. And sometimes money runs short and Teachers need things, and they would like to have things in their classroom. And it, it just by the time you come to the uh, the end of the budget purse, you just don't have some of those extra things that you might need in a classroom. And we have uh, a new friend that we have uh, just kind of started learning a little bit more about. I know I've been familiar with Donors Choose over the last uh, couple of years, uh, being around teachers. But uh, we have... Uh, John Shardulo with us today, and he is the Director of Engineering at Donors Choose, and uh, is going to tell us a little about, about what Donors Choose is and how we as parents can help and how teachers can uh, reach out for uh, extra help in their classrooms. So, uh, John, thank you for your time, and welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. Thank you, Keith and Chris, for the opportunity to speak today about DonorsChoose.org. I'm a dad myself, and I know that young people really need a positive male role model in their lives. And it's great to know that, like DonorsChoose.org, the watchdogs are working to improve the lives of students in public school classrooms. So, great job. 
Well, thank you. Well, uh, I guess probably for some of our listeners who may not be familiar, you know, they think, well, I pay my tax dollars and that should do everything and the and the government should take care of it, of it all because of all the taxes I pay. But that's not always the case. And, uh, and John, can you tell us a little bit about what is DonorsChoose.org? I sure can. DonorsChoose.org is a website that helps public school teachers fulfill a need for their classrooms that they would like to see met. It's also a website where donors come, citizen philanthropists, people who are passionate about quality public school education to learn about great teachers who have an unmet need in their classroom or teachers who have a great idea to bring a subject to life for their students yet lack the funds, as you said, to make their ideas a reality. You know, Keith, unfortunately, many students do not have access to even basic materials and supplies that are needed to support a quality education. And DonorsChoose.org is here to help address that. And that's awesome. Now, as far as uh, what Donors Choose is, how how does it work? If I've got a, you know, say, for instance, I know, uh, I can tell you, I know one teacher very well that would like to have uh, an iPad in her classroom so that the so that when she's, you know, breaking up in, in group sessions that, uh you know, some students can work on something, and I know iPads are very popular in the classroom now. Um, but there's just not the funding, even though we are in a, we are in an amazing school system. They do a tremendous amount, but there's it, it's still a little bit tight. So if if a teacher would be interested in getting a certain project, how does it work? What do you do? That's a great question. The process does all start with teachers, um, and they come to our site and register as a teacher at a specific public school in the United States. Um, and then once they've been registered, they can post a project on our site. They're asked to describe their students, the idea they have for their project, and how their students will benefit when their project is funded. And then our community of donors comes to the site to search for projects and teachers who inspire them to give, and they can give as little as $5 to support a classroom in need. And by the way, Keith, those, those, classrooms, that's, those classroom needs range from basic materials and supplies like mm-hmm. pencils and erasers or construction paper and scissors to mm-hmm. very individualized items. You mentioned iPads, but also a science teacher who wants students to experience the life cycle of the monarch butterfly, but they need to grow the food for the caterpillars in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So every day, DonorsChoose.org helps teachers help their students to connect with a subject in new and inspiring ways. And in many ways, our site is limited only by the creativity and imagination of teachers who want to inspire their students. Absolutely. And and I, I hope you don't mind, but I was, uh, I, I was watching a, a particular project, and it was interesting to me. I was on DonorsChoose. I was looking around. Uh, just kind of get trying to get a feel of how it works, and just for fun, I typed in watchdogs are you know w a t c h space d period o period g period s, and lo and behold, a project came up, and I was really shocked when I saw it, uh, and it was a school in a school district where I used to live in South Carolina, it was in Horry County, and the teacher was simply asking, you know, they're a very very uh, uh, tight budget school system, uh, high poverty, uh, free and reduced. And and she was just saying that we want our dads to come in and volunteer for watchdogs, but they can't afford the T-shirt. And she actually funded a project through uh, through donors choose to to buy some T-shirts. Now we actually 
at the national level, we encourage the guys to actually make that 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 sacrifice and make that uh, little bit of struggle to be there to, to to have that shirt when they're volunteering. But I just thought it was interesting and innovative that this one teacher decided to go this route, and the and she actually wasn't doing very well in, as far as the project was going. And then at the last minute. I saw a corporation that I'm a little familiar with from from formerly living in that area jumped in and, and totally funded their project. So, I mean, talk about a success story, but the fact that it, 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 it really hit home with us because I knew from my perspective what it was that she was trying to do, not only that, but also the, the school in the area that she was trying to do it. So it was amazing to see that and just, you know, to see some of the impact that uh, – that donors choose has had in local schools. And, uh, you know, what, John, what has some of that impact been? That's a great question. And it's also a great story. You know, sometimes, um, our impact numbers, which are pretty significant, it's sometimes difficult, uh, at least for me here, uh, in the day to day of donors choose.org. Um, it's difficult to see, um, those, those, those anecdotes, that small story that you just mentioned, like one particular project, and how a teacher was successfully uh, able to get that project funded um, so that the watchdogs can be um, a visible presence in that school and identify themselves with the watchdogs uh, team. So, uh, But with respect to our impact, um, we were founded in the spring of 2000 by Charles Best, himself a public school teacher at the time, uh, and who is now our CEO. And since that time, we've helped about a quarter of a million teachers fulfill over half a million classroom projects. Through the generosity of our donors and partners, we've delivered over $300 million in supplies to classrooms across the country. That's over that's 13, million, 13 million students helped so far. Uh, for me, oh. that's a number that's sometimes difficult to comprehend. Oh, it is. Now, now remind me, what, what time frame is that? Over since two thousand, since two thousand, so fifteen years. Wow, that is amazing, and and so needed. I mean, it just when when you're in the schools and you see, you know, things that that the teachers are trying to do. I mean, you know, I serve on the foundation board and and with the PTAs and and, and everybody that's just trying to do everything they can. But to see, you know, this is coming at it from a different angle. You know, they're not. They're not out there selling wrapping paper to 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 do this. They're just saying, "I want to do this, and if you're willing to help, help me out." And people are willing to do that now. Now, do you have a bigger push toward the end of the year when people are trying to get tax deductions or anything like that? We do see that um, donation volume does pick up in December, I guess, because of those tax considerations. But our donor community is consistently generous to to teachers on DonorsChoose.org throughout the year. Okay. Now, uh, now, what are your plans for the future? Where Where are you going? I know we're kind of running toward the end of the show here, but uh, t- okay. tell us what's going on and, and how does somebody want to get involved? I'll be glad to. Uh, well, we have a very ambitious goal of raising $100 million from 1 million citizen donors funding projects at every one of the country's highest poverty public schools, and to do that all within one school year. We're getting close but there's still a lot of work to be done. That's what motivates all of us here every day. Um, It's really an exciting and rewarding mission. Um, But how people can get involved is uh, just very simple. Anyone can go to www.donorschoose.org and search for a classroom that needs their support. Whether you're looking to support your local neighborhood school, 
or your alma mater. Maybe, like me, you're passionate about computer science or foreign language education. There are about 25,000 classroom projects to choose from right now on our site. So there's sure to be at least one project that inspires you to give. But, you know, there's another way to get involved. Um, And that's to encourage teachers to use DonorsChoose.org. Exactly. That's where I was going. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially new teachers who may not know about us. You know, I've heard many stories about new teachers arriving at their first classroom only to find it poorly equipped to provide a quality education. And DonorsChoose.org is here to help those teachers too. Wow. Well, uh, once again, uh, John Shardulo, sorry about that. Thank you from DonorsChoose.org, and we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, This is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.